Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Zofia Renea Morales. And I have a wonderful and amazing guest with me today, Grace Yeager. And we are going to discuss how you follow your light and how you turn it up bright so you really shine in this world. A little background on Grace. She is a psychic, medium, time straddler, animal communicator, and healer. She can give you insights about the past and the present, glimpses of the future, and connections into the past. She can provide a look at how your alternative timelines are affecting your current timeline. Grace's readings have been described as lovingly honest. Her mediumship reunions are by invitation, allowing those who desire to connect to step forward. And in an exploration of alternative lifeline, lifelines, yes, begins with an oracle reading using self-designed cards. Grace can help you learn about your pets and how they're feeling both physically and emotionally. As an energy healer, she also helps your pets with pain and other medical issues. This process improves their lives while strengthening the relationship between you and your pets. Grace is an ordained minister, a Pleiadian starseed, a shamana, a mystic. She's also a native of Minnesota. We share that in common. And she's yes, really... She currently lives in Biloxi, Mississippi. So welcome, Grace. I'm so excited to have you here with us. Thank you for having me, Sophia. So exciting. Yes. I'm glad to be reconnecting with you again. Absolutely. We've, we've been connected for several years now. What is it, five, six years, something like that? I think it might be even longer than that when we met at a class in, Minas in Minneapolis, because I haven't lived in Minnesota for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. Seven years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was a beautiful class. It was actually the first class that my spiritual counsel allowed me to take. They'd kept me pretty isolated up to that point. So it was a very memorable uh, point in time for me, this ability to step out into the world and to really start embracing what it means to be a soul as opposed to just a body. So yeah. on that note, uh, tell us a little bit about how you became aware that uh, you were more than just, you know, this this little human being running around on this earth. Well, What's your backstory? <laughs> my my backstory is that I was a, that I'm a preacher's kid, and for those, for those of you raised in Christianity or in the in the traditional church, that's probably all I need to say. Yeah. But I, I have a vision of my father when I, when my mother was pregnant with me of her, him standing and shaking his finger at my stomach saying, we will have none of that young lady. Because oh when my I was, goodness. yes, I mean, I, I don't know if it happened, but that's what it feels like. I was shut, shut. I was closed down when I was born. I had no idea that there was anything more to me than what, you know, what I was taught. Um, my home was very loving, but it was also very, very strict in and involved wrapped around the church. So when I got to be a teenager, I started questioning it. And I spent many years um, questioning that. Um, the most difficult part, Sophia, was separating out the organized religion from my father, because my father was a very loving man. And if I reject religion, am I rejecting him? 
So oh, that's yeah. And that that's something that really gets knit together. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it took me years to do that. During that time, I recognized that there were people with gifts. I believed in that, um, but I did not know I was one of them. And um, it took me, I was in my almost 60 years old before I started to even have an inkling that maybe I had these gifts. And um, the way that happened with me was a family member had them and was encouraging me to, to try to you know, open with them. I had other um, psychic, another psychic friend who also recognized something in me. She came up to me and she said, you have a healing voice. And I said, I don't know. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> what are and you talking about? Yes. <laughs> and it was at that point that I started to explore. And um, yeah. well, let me ask you something, because I know in my own Christian upbringing, one of the reasons I was shut down in my youth was my mother was very adamant that this sort of thing was of the devil. It, was there any of that kind of stirring around in your family? You know, probably. But I was so, I was the youngest and I, um, they kind of gave up controlling me. I would guess that my oldest brother and sister, my, the older part of the family, probably had more of that um, than I did. But the to me, it was just not even a question. I, I now know that there were people on, on both sides of my family that had these gifts, but you didn't talk about them or they were shut down. Oh, okay. And whether my parents were aware of that, I don't believe. I know my father wasn't. My mother may have been. But my, my father was, um, he's the old Swedish, and his... Um, grandmothers on his side were um, the, oh, what's the word for this? The Scandinavian um, shamans. They were yeah. the witches. Um, and, yeah, and the I'll, word it, escapes me, but yeah, I know the I, word you're looking for. <laughs> when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to call you up and say this is what it is. It's it's, uh, it's this. <laughs> But anyway, they were, there were several grandmas that were um, persecuted and killed on his side. And, the, and it became, once I knew that, it became really clear to me why he was so strict. Because those people, in, uh, Sami, it's the Sami. Sami, yes. Sami. yes. The Samis had to go underground and they had to pretend and live in the Christian church in order to even survive. So my dad was raised that way in a very strict environment where he couldn't even be anything else or it would have been life-threatening to the family. Mm. That brought a lot of insight into to my dad, to me, that um, inspiration. So, um, yeah, that's, so I know there was on, my, on both sides. I believe my mother probably was connected and just couldn't allow it. Yeah. Um, I know that now because she tells me that from the other side. <laughs> well, no. and it was not uncommon in the older generations that you just, you, you might have those gifts, but you did not talk about it. You didn't share about it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you were a witch and you were uh, really, even in our countries, there was, uh, you were putting your family at risk by stepping forward with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they wouldn't just go after you. That would be too easy. Yes. 
it's like, okay, do what you want with me. But then, you know, if you're going to threaten my husband or my children or my parents, that's a different story. Right. And that was that what that was what happened to those who did step forward and and, uh, moved ahead with it. I still have a little bit of that in my um, friends and my family. There are people that have left me as I've opened. Mm -hmm. There are people that couldn't couldn't handle. I mean, just even when I first started with healing, I touched one of my friends and she said, how did you do that? Because I got rid of a headache for her. Uh-huh. And, and then she left Freaked me. Out. Yeah. She really left me. Um, so there's, that's still prevalent. And there are parts of my family that are judgmental and parts that are skeptical, but um, I just have to be who I am. So. Yeah, exactly. So tell me how you discovered who you were. You'd started getting these little prompts and these little hints I, that I, there was something I, to look at. I did. Um, I, what I, I don't know that there was one thing. It was a start. Once I got this, this information from my friend who was an established psychic medium, where she said, you have a healing voice. And I said, well, what is that? And I started researching that. I went to another a different uh, psychic that I had no connection with that didn't know me at all. And she brought my dad forward. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of an interesting story. It's a, it's a part of what really helped me um, figure out that I, what I had done to myself before that was he said, Grace, there's a, there's a great big green spiritual world out here. And it's time for you to open up and find out about it. And I, I knew that was him. I, I knew by then I had enough of an instinct. And what I had done, Sophia, was I had taken, he lived in a box called Christianity. Yes. I had taken that box and turned it inside out and put not Christianity on it. Mm-hmm. So I was still in a box. It was just a different box. Yes. <laughs> it's funny how we do that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, so that coming from him and, and with, that, um, with that insight, I realized that we both knocked down the walls. In fact, I painted the picture of us both just crashing the walls down off our boxes and just be letting it come. And, and then I started with a, a really nice teacher. Well, she was nice then, let's put it that way. And, uh, um, it's, uh, that I convinced that she needed to teach me. And she would not let me read. And people say, well, that's awful. Why wouldn't she, why would that happen? Because she wanted my whole introduction to this world to be experiential. Which is a beautiful thing. That's wonderful. And I, after I got done with it and I started, you know, I started finding out about um, doing some shamanic work and doing other work and some of my skills, that's where I opened up some of them. I would go to uh, um, go to a book and I could, after the class was over I was, tried to read it it was like that's not how it, how it was for me mm-hmm. yeah and that's the beautiful thing about not allowing you to to read but requiring you to experience because it's very easy to get this mental picture of what it ought to be and then when you go to experience it you're you're comparing your experience right. with the mental thing and I just did that. I, I run into that in like my activate your right. superpowers workshop. It's like, but I don't see. It's like, what do you mean by see? Because you you describe visual type images to right. me, 
yeah, but I don't like see it like a person standing in front of me. Well, that's not the way it has to be. No, I don't see. Yeah. You're, 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 you, I, I technically don't see, but I'm given (laughs) images of (laughs) in my mind of what it would be to see. I'm trying to turn this off. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. There we go. So yeah, I, I use words like I see whatever it is, but actually what happens for me is I'm given a knowing of an image as opposed to like this visual that comes through my eyes, if that makes sense. And so I, in some ways it's very useful to have the experience as opposed to letting your intellect get all up in it. (laughs) You didn't work or something. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's all good. So yeah, she sort of did you a favor. I received the same way, Sophia. I received as a knowing. Mm-hmm. So one of my primary angel contacts wears blue. I don't see it. I know it. Yes. You, you know that the blue has arrived. So if you're out there with us, uh, I would invite you to grab a piece of paper and a pencil and um, spend some time thinking about how you receive knowings in your life. Some of us hear things, some of us see things, some of us feel things, some of us just know. Spend some time with how your intuitive information shows up for you, and we'll be right back from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self. 
with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I am back with the wonderful Grace Yeager. And uh, we think we've got the coffin calm, so life is good now. Uh, question for you, Grace. You mentioned that you trained with this wonderful woman and you had these experiences of your gifts. What's the first time you remember going, oh, wow, I really do have something happening here? Probably, um, I have two. One, one is that I, as I was meditating or whatever you wanted to call it at that time of what I was being taught, I, I asked my mother to come, come through. No, I woke up in the morning and I smelled bananas. Mm. And I thought, okay, I need some potassium. And I talked to my teacher and she said, no, just you know, think a little bit more further on that. So that night I asked my mother if she was the one who sent me those bananas to wake, <coughs> excuse me, if we didn't get it, to wake me in the night. Yeah. And I didn't like the way I said it, so I reworded it. She woke me twice. <laughs> <laughs> because I asked her twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, there's something going on here. So I know I've got that connection. And then I went to a local um, spiritual center and there was a group of psychics that were there and they, they were, several of them mentioned how they hear bells. And I thought, well, I never hear bells. I can't be psychic. You know, that's not something that <laughs> would happen to me. And I was, I had a cat sitting service at that time. And it was Sunday morning. I was out looking out at the lake. And I said to those cats, no, that sunrise is beautiful today. I want you to watch that. And then when we, and enjoy it, and I'll be back tonight. So I got in my car, I'm driving down the lake. And um, I started hearing bells. And I pulled over and my mother said, you stop now and enjoy that sunrise. And I was like, okay, I do hear bells. I am one of them. I really am one of them. <laughs> and those, that was really early on. But those are the things I'm working with a woman right now who doesn't think she has these abilities. And I, she, yet she tells me these things. I said, start writing them down and you'll see how gifted you are. Yeah, it's really <laughs> super helpful to be able to keep track of the things that are happening. I know what I find as I'm working with people in like the activate your superpowers workshop, the more you acknowledge the communication, the more you act on the guidance, the more you keep track of the places where you've been able to shift things or change things, the more of it happens for you. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And and then what I what happened with me after that initial class was I wanted more. I didn't know where to go. So I just opened up and said, uh, I didn't really say anything because I didn't know much about um, 
strictly about making things happen, you know, but I knew I wanted something. So things started showing up, like the next class was one that worked within my work schedule and I could afford it. Well, that's always a good indication, right? Yeah, so I took it. That was a healing class. That was my introduction to quantum touch healing. And um, and then that teacher, I learned several more things from her. And I just was open. I call it, um, it felt like popcorn to me. Like you have to pick, that kernel pops up and you pick it. And you grab and it. And you put it in your mouth and you chew on it and you swallow it. And then you get the next one. Yes. And I couldn't get them all in time. You know, I just had to grab and I'm still grabbing actually at 13 years later. Absolutely. Um, so is there a reoccurring theme that you've noticed in your spiritual journey? I know a lot of us have themes. Um, my reoccurring theme has been really about other alternate lives. And you mentioned that in my introduction, it's started with, um, interest in them and, and looking at past lives. And that expanded into alternate lives because my belief is bigger than the, um, than the timeline that we have. Our, my belief is that lives are all around us. My lives are all around us, past, present, future, up, bottom, up and above and all over the place. And we have no way of knowing what they are because um, it doesn't fit in our little understanding. Yeah, so, so our conceptualization yeah. is kind of small and limited sometimes. Very well, and it's, it's really interesting how they impact each other and, and touch each other, even in the not touching, if that makes any and sense. That, that's what I, and that has, um, is really where my focus is right now. I mean, I do everything else. I do all of, you know, everything I've learned and I offer that um, to my clients and their pets, but um where my growth is, is in what I call life straddling, straddling between times. And um, I feel it in my body. I get empathic pain. I talk to others telepathically um, that are other life forms and other timelines. Um, and that's, that's really the theme, I would say, that's led me here. Now, under ordinary circumstances, I should be... Uh, at least they call it past life regression. I should be trained in that. Well, that was supposed to be in March of last year. Yeah, well, COVID so took care of that shit, didn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. So that's still coming, but I, I still do the readings and I, or I, I have um, developed some cards that I use to where I can explore. I think it's the only deck, the only Oracle deck that is specifically designed to explore alternate lives. Um, we can look at however many somebody might want to know. And it's interesting that the patterns that you see from life to life to life, not just between me and them, but between the whole group of them. Yes, exactly. And I, one of the things that I've always had in my kind of my healing basket is, you know, as we're unraveling a problem with a client, let's say there's an abundance block that we're unraveling. I don't just unravel it in this lifetime. Exactly. I unravel it for all of their other lifetimes at the same time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I have an interesting personal one with that, which is yeah? about vows. Oh my how, God, vows. How, how, vows that you could take in other lifetimes. 
And I oh, had, and, and they don't end at death. They carry no. on into, yeah. A lot of what I see around abundance is, you know, people who are nuns or priests or yes. whatever, yep. and vows yep. of poverty and celibacy. Yep. And it, it really dicks with your social life. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And then that's, I mean, that's my personal story is about, I, I have been in telepathic communication with three different lives and I know all about how they got there and um, why their vows were totally different. They were vows of poverty. Mm -hmm. And um, one was uh, her child was kidnapped because she had so much money. So oh. she would, never wanted to put her children in that danger again. So she took a vow of poverty. Another was a man who lived in a, a matriarchal society and he was being used sexually and he he had himself um yeah he had himself the um one of his legs amputated so he wouldn't be so attractive but that was the way he took about poverty mm -hmm. so that because he was making all this money and he didn't want that so there those are interesting kinds of stories that come up and once I learned that about myself and released those, that's gone now. That's gone yeah. for me. I don't have that, the stuff that I was raised with, with uh, you're not supposed to ask for more than you. More than you absolutely more than you in have. this instant, well, yes. <laughs> just, be, just be happy with what you get, you know? Yeah. Because, and I don't buy that anymore, so. Absolutely. It's, it's funny the things that get, tied together i had a client who came because she was having trouble getting money into her business okay and she had other problems some of which were very obvious to the eye you could you'd see her on camera and it's like oh girlfriend you have a weight problem okay but she didn't come for that so we didn't address that in any kind of a direct way we worked on the abundance issues and the business issues and we discovered that she had this program running where she couldn't make money herself. She couldn't quote unquote feed herself directly. The money had to come through the men in her life. Well, had yep. to come through her father. It had to come through her husband. And we picked that apart for her in this life and all her other parallel lives. And uh, it was a week or so later, I touched base with her to see how she was doing. And she says, I had this, you know, smackdown argument with my dad this big blowout i'm like well we kind of figured that was going to happen right because <laughs> you're changing the whole pattern of how you guys work together and you know we discussed a few other things and as we were getting ready to wrap up she says is it normal that i'm not hungry all the time anymore ah she figured it out uh-huh yes and that was part of the reason that she was carrying all this excess weight around with her is she was hungry all the time because she was unable to feed herself in a most literal financial sort of way. Right. And once she reclaimed that, the hunger went away. Yeah, yeah it's amazing she how- She could feed herself physically. She yeah, could. She, but she couldn't feed herself financially. Well, she then I-, I For herself. So yeah, it was- that memory reminds me of a, a memory from my own um, enlightenment, which was I started to recognize that I didn't like people that had money mm. because I grew up 
in a, in a, my very poor, my dad was barely paid and all of the parishioners appeared rich to me. Oh, sure. And, and they would come and give us charity. And I didn't like that. And so I rec I started to um, associate and I did associate people with money with being selfish. Mm. And, and that, and I didn't want to be that way. So I don't want money. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was kind of the same thing. I didn't have any clue that that was what was going on with me until I, as I worked through it. And, and how, now did I'm, you, now how, I'm how did you pick that apart? I know there are people out there going, tell us how. <laughs> how did I pick that apart? Um, I would, it was really the recognition of knowing that. And it was, it helped me a big part of it. Oh, I got it. A big part of it was understanding that I shouldn't be judging them for the, how they use their money. That that's a huge, still a huge thing to me. I tend to try oh, to. Oh yeah, it's like why would you spend your money that way? I know a lot right. of us look yeah. at other people yeah. and go, yeah. "Okay, you've got more money than sense." <laughs> but that every judgment we make of somebody else is like this little mirror into yeah. what's holding us back. Exactly, and a couple of little practical things that I did as far as money was concerned, one of them sounds really weird is that I printed out a bunch of pictures of piles of money and I hung them all over my house. And every time I turned a corner, there was, well, look at, they've got, we got all this money around the house. Yeah. And it's starting to turn that. And so there's a practical thing. The other one that really helped me was um, about not saying, I can't, I can't afford to do that. Mm. instead I learned to say I'm choosing not to put my resources there oh well and that's the truth of the matter right because you exactly. are in charge of where your money goes and there's always more resources you know there's not limited resources but um it, when you say you can't afford it you don't have unlimited resources yeah exactly so that was a that was a big one and I still um I still do that. I never say I can't afford something. I say, I don't want to do that. You know, I choose not yeah. to do that. Yeah. I love your story about hanging the pictures of piles of money around the house, uh -huh. because it reminds me a little bit of when I was in college, I'd been exposed to this whole affirmation thing, right? Uh -huh. Self-worth has been a, a theme for me through my life. And so I can remember having gotten a bunch of these affirmations and standing in the mirror and going, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're talented. And my mind is going, liar, that's not true. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, God dang it, this affirmation stuff doesn't work. But then I realized that it's not the affirmation that was the problem. The problem is the program that responds every time I say something like that, because I am smart, I am talented, I am beautiful, I am uniquely made, I am gifted, I am all these things. But there's programs in my mind that tell me I'm not. And it's the programs that need the attention. And that's how affirmations worked for me was it was a, a peek into what's the program back there that's holding me back from that. And I, I never went for affirmations, so I don't know. Yeah, why. I, I, why. I, I, they, they didn't work for me the way they were sold right is a repeat it in the mirror and eventually no that didn't work for me that way but it did give me a peek into the programming 
And yeah. that's and for, what opened things up for me. And that that's for me, it was about the verbiage and about the visual. Having that money there was just like, okay, yeah, who needs it? You know, I mean, it was, I, I can pick it. I got it wherever I need it. And, but I think more importantly was the not labeling it as, um, I choose not to put my money, my resources there. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't even call it money. I just called it resources. resources. Exactly. Because it is one of many resources. I know one of the things that I notice quite a bit in our society is we've very much equated money with resources. And that's not the case. You don't necessarily have to own something to be able to benefit from using it. That's right. That's and right. I agree with that. That's a really important mind shift when you're trying to become resourceful when you're in a space of little cash, because there are many resources around you that are available to you that don't involve an exchange of money. I agree with that. Yes. For me, it was mostly about the cash, but the, I can see where it would be about all of the other things. And maybe it was about all the other things too. <laughs> so. so one thing i I noticed about you from the get-go because I remember when we met and I asked you, you know, can we stay in touch? And you pulled out like six different business cards and this is my mediumship and this is my animal communication and here's my healer card. And I'm like, holy buckets. <laughs> so why is it that you offer such an incredible array of services instead of like niching down to one thing or finding an umbrella? I, I've thought about niching down, but I, I enjoyed all of it too much. And kind of what I've decided, Sophia, is that spirit has brought each one of these things for me to learn and the, pull the popcorn and it's still coming. <laughs> and if I'm supposed to be focusing on something, spirit will guide me to that as well. So I do have the guidance about the time straddling. I know that that's going to be something that's always in my life. But yeah, I, I love, I can't imagine what I would cut out. Mm -hmm. um, I love dealing with the pets and helping them. Sometimes they're a lot easier than the humans. Amen, sister. <laughs> Animals are very straightforward. <laughs> and they get it. They get all the spiritual stuff. They see angels and they, you know, they understand it all. So I like that, but I like the, um, when, when I first learned that I was a star seed and I'll try, I know you're, um, we're headed to break. When I, as I understood um, my meaning of star seed is to compare myself to Johnny Appleseed. Hmm. When Johnny Appleseed ate the apples, he, he didn't go around and plant each seed. He spit them out, he spit them out, spit them out, spit them out. And those seeds that were going to grow, grew into trees. And that's been my job is to spit out what I learned. I'm supposed to, I'm doing it for my own benefit. I'm not doing it to save anybody. What I learned, people will take it or not. They'll grow it, they'll, it'll grow, and they'll take it and they'll enjoy it. Bear the, it'll bear fruit or not. And that's, that's my favorite story about how, why I do what I do the way I do it. And that, that's interesting because I was just having this conversation this morning with somebody else about a class that I just had. Um, she was saying something like, 
well, I think this one I'll do something with and I think this one won't. And it's like, you know what? I've tried to play that game over the years. And the truth of the matter is you'll touch base with these people months later and somebody that you thought it was just rolling off their back, going over their head or whatever, mm -hmm. they're going to have this amazing insight. It may happen in a week. It may happen in a year. I don't know when that is, yep. but the, something will just suddenly happen with them based on what came out of that class and other people who are like in there and really into it for whatever reason will another piece of popcorn will come up and they'll grab that and they'll get distracted with that and they won't do anything with this and so I've given up predicting <laughs> uh, yeah and my focus has always been about whatever brings me joy exactly. and that'll bring that'll help my growth that will make it more um and, and if people want to follow that and they're attracted to it that's my standard. Is this, is this going to bring me joy? Because ultimately, my job in this world is to fill this vessel with joy. And there when I go. leave, when I leave, I'll add joy to the universe. Absolutely. And let that joy overflow into the people that I touch. Fabulous. Yeah. If it just rolls off yeah. them, fabulous yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. We, we are up on our next break just that okay. quick. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Well, if you're out there listening to us, um, Take your pen and paper and list down a few things that fill you with joy, because these are important aspects of what you're here to do. And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with the wonderful and amazing Grace Yeager. And uh, before, well, at the top of the, the segment, we mentioned uh, turning our lights up and controlling our brightness and this sort of thing. And I know your path eventually led you to becoming a healer and all this kind of comes together someplace. So let's bring it together, shall we? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, how my light shined, how I turned up my light, I don't even know. I don't have a specific memory of doing it. it um, I get guidance. Uh, one of the ways I get guidance is through my pendulum. I absolutely love using a pendulum, and oh, I wow. and I train my um, clients. I have nice class, a nice class for pendulums because that's such an important way of knowing how to connect. And um, I went through about six years ago. Now I went through a very very dark period where I was attacked um, by forces I won't talk about because I don't want to bring them back into my life. But um, I had to learn how to use my light. And I came through that no, learning how that light got me out of it. Because mm -hmm. if you turn up your light, if you're dealing with dark and you turn up your light bright, it's going to scare them. They're drawn to it at first, but if you turn it up brighter, then they it just deflects them. They can't even get to you if your light is bright enough. Yeah. And that is probably my first memory of that, of using that as a, um, as a way to attract or fend, fend off people. It's, I use really, it. it's really interesting. Um, you're not the first person in the spiritual world that I've talked to that has discovered this internal ability that we all have to fend off the forces that would suppress us or cut us off from the world or this sort of thing. I remember early in my own journey, I went to a healer on a regular basis and I, I looked at him one day and I'm like, you've got something on your shoulder and I brushed it off. And he's like, oh, I wish you hadn't had done that. <laughs> I'm like, it was just sucking on you and causing you trouble why he's like she's you know trying to cause trouble in my life and and i'm afraid that you know she will have with you having come in contact with that particular psychic attack mm -hmm. that it will make you a target and it did in fact make me a target but the thing that i learned was that god is not outside of me no. God is inside of me also. You are and God. I am God. And I have that ability to make myself powerful, if you will, and to overcome what is coming at me. And I don't have to do it aggressively. I don't have to do it in a way that causes me karma. I can just be that divine power. And all and, falls before it. And everybody can do that, but some people don't know how. Well, it's and a trick to find it. It's, it really is. And I, I have had um, people in our business tell me, you're not supposed to even look at that dark. Don't even, don't even acknowledge it's there. 
because that increases its strength. And I totally disagree with that. I, I, I don't agree I, with that either. When you turn and you face it, that's when you discover how little power it actually has. Exactly. And that and that's and I've done that for for others that are being attacked that don't know how to do it for themselves. I walk right into it and say, you can't have this soul. This one is not yours. Mm -hmm. And um that's been that's been really important for me to understand about life. And I um, have developed a very simple technique to um, to understand and start to measure your own how to turn on your own brightness. And that's part of what we're going to talk about. That's part of my gift at the end of the show. Is um, <laughs> it's kind of a little secret that you have to go to my website to see. I love it. <laughs> um, but that's, uh, I use it um, when I go to a, like an expo, I turn up my light just as bright as I can so that those people who can use my services will benefit from them, will be drawn to it. It will also keep those that are the dark, that are disguised as light that's in my business, it'll keep that away from me. Exactly. And so there I, are a I, remarkable I, number of those, unfortunately. Unfortunately, too many. Yes. <laughs> I had a considerable experience with that as well. And um, so I use that light. Um, and that's part of what this, I talk about in my videos. Why would you want to know how to turn up your light? What does it mean for you? And um, that's part of it is uh, being able to discern the dark disguises light and the light that's that's real and not going to suck you dry exactly um, so tell me let's let's share a little wisdom here how do you tell the difference well i ask just as spirit um <laughs> okay if you're not and, dialed into your council yet <laughs> no and that's um i that's what i part of where using the pendulum and getting developing that understanding and that connection with spirit gives me that ability. Now with this COVID thing, I ask spirit which grocery store I should go to so I avoid people that have it. Yes. And, um, and that's part of using my connection and using my light. So um, when somebody, uh, when you ask me how I know, that's the only answer I have is I ask spirit about it. I have a good judgment if people have judgment but um there are because because it's so prevalent as we talked about in our business i really you really need to be able to to talk to your own guides yeah and nobody yes. should be even believing me just you gotta learn how to do it yourself and if oh, I can help someone find out how to turn on their own light and how to develop their own connection with spirit, that's that they don't need to hear mine. They don't need yeah. to hear. They don't, I, that's and not that, what I, that's I, why I, I empower my clients and I teach classes like activate your spiritual superpowers right. because yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent on that. It, you're always best off getting the information directly from your, your counsel. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that kind of reflects over when I do. I just started teaching last year because I resisted oh. it for so long. I never, Congratulations. Wanted, never wanted to see myself <laughs> as a teacher, but 
Um, but I am. And one of the things that's become really important to me, based on my experience, is that people don't just come to me. I want them to go to other teachers, multiple teachers, because if you go to one teacher, you can start to become a disciple or appear to be a disciple of that one person. And you only learn what they know. And, you, and you're subject to all of their limitations right, and all exactly. of their mental foibles. Yes. So if somebody's going to come and work with me in my classes, I welcome it. But I'm going to tell you to go find someone else too, and not just work with me. And that's a real, really, really big part of finding your own light. And um, well, and I think that's also a little bit of a clue. If still, if you haven't connected in with your council yet. If you're going to a teacher who's like, I'm the only one who knows and I am the only way, that should be a big red flag. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And there are. You and I have seen them. We've seen them oh, with sure. their with their groups of disciples that they all dress the same or they all look the same <laughs> or they all sound the same or whatever. Um, there is a woman and a healer that I know that I can tell whenever somebody has learned healing from them because they use her methods and her methods only. So if that's been their only teacher, I can, I can label it, I can find her. Yeah. And I say, you trained with so-and-so, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Whereas when every time I learn something new, a new methodology or a new approach from somebody, I use it, don't get me wrong, but I use it in the context of my other stuff as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, what else do we, we have four minutes. We have four minutes, exactly. So this is about the time I want to hear about this wonderful gift that you've brought for our listeners. Well, it's, and if you go to my, I think you'll have a link on the end of this. Yes, I, haven't I, this I will give the link. You go okay. ahead and describe what you got. Um, it's a it's a video that just talks about, actually, there's several videos in the same location, but one of them will tell you, will give you this. It's a physical, small physical action that will tell spirit that you want your light turned up. Mm-hmm. And you will not only see it yourself and feel it, but other people, you'll, if you do it regularly with the intent um, that you're going to, your light is going to be turned up bright, um, other people will start to notice it. Then you'll start to feel more empowered. So it's a first step. It really is about how to find your light. And the rest of this, everything we've been talking about, about my, my journey and your journey and those that we work with, it's all about finding our own light and filling that. That to me, it's about find that light and then fill it with joy and, <laughs> off, and off you go. You know, that's really the path. If I could, if I could have everybody I work with, just have that, understand that, that you get to choose things that bring you joy and you get to find your own light. Don't listen to anybody else's. Don't Absolutely. compare yourself to anybody. Well, all the other all the other people are taken. The only the only available person for you to be is you. Exactly, exactly. And some of the others you wouldn't want to be anyway. Oh, amen. <laughs> it looks good on the outside, but getting behind the curtain, it's, it's yeah. not going to fit. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And and that's um, I I always think that the way I did it with coming up late, 
having that background in religion, that was perfect, a perfect yeah. background for me to be doing what I'm doing. What, what do you mean by coming up late? <laughs> coming what? Coming up late. How, how, oh, how old is was, coming up late? I was 60 years old when I started to understand that I maybe have gifts. I started working at about 63 or 64. I am 73 years old and I've been doing this full time for about seven years and I'm still growing. And that's what I mean, coming up late. I was slow to understand, but it was perfect. And everything, the way I've learned, the way all those pieces of popcorn, they've just digested really well. They all fit together. I am my own puzzle. I fit just perfect. And every person that I talk to can make their own puzzle. Absolutely. And all of those things. And then you turn on the light. Then that's a gorgeous, a gorgeous thing to say. It's, <laughs> it's like flipping over your embroidery so you can see the work you actually did. Exactly. <laughs> it looks like such a mess on the back. So if you're interested in connecting with Grace, with seeing her videos, learning how to turn up your own light, go to sovereignself.media and she will be at the top of the speaker tools there. And you can click on the link and exchange your email address for this wonderful information. Thank you so much for joining me today, Grace. Thank you for the opportunity, Sophia. I've been enjoyed spending time with you. Yes, me too. And we will be in contact more often, I promise. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'd enjoy that. And thank you to everyone else who came to listen today. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation, that it has been helpful to you in some way. If you have any suggestions for future conversations you'd like to see us have here on Sovereign Self, you can write to askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. And I would love to hear your suggestions and make some of those conversations happen. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 